morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I believe God's given me a great word for today. And uh, I believe God's going to touch and speak to us through this word. If you have your Bibles today, I want you to turn to the book of Ruth. We're going to start at the verse, first chapter and verse 1. Ruth, chapter 1, verse 1. Amen. Now it came to pass in the days when the judges ruled that there was a famine in the land. Someone say there was a famine. And a certain man of Bethlehem, Judah, went to dwell in the country of Moab, he and his wife and his two sons. The name of the man was Elimelech, the name of his wife was Naomi, and the names of the two sons were Malon and Chilion. How many here are named Malon or Chilion? Two great names, just not names that we would use much today. They were Ephrathites of Bethlehem, Judah. They went to the country of Moab and remained there. Then Elimelech, Naomi's husband, died, and she was left and her two sons. Now they took wives of the women of Moab. The name of the one was Orpah, the name of the other was Ruth, and they dwelt there about ten years. Then both Malon and Chilion also died, so that the woman survived her two sons and her husband. Then she arose with her daughter-in-law, that she, arose with her daughters-in-law, that she might return to the, from the country of Moab. For she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had visited his people by giving them bread. I'm going to speak for a moment today on the subject, the necessity of fresh bread. Look at someone beside you or point at someone across the aisle and say, the necessity of fresh bread. Brother Lewis, could you bring in the fresh bread, please? Now, this was just purchased today. And this, it's soft. It's like bread that I would like. I love, how many like bread? We probably shouldn't, but there's nothing like fresh bread with butter. Amen? Life Church has a motto. The motto here at Life Church is simple. Help me with it. Loving God, loving people. Four words, two periods. Loving God, loving people. Loving God is what we've done here in this service today. As a church, we've worshipped. 
as a church, we lifted up our voices. We've sung. We, we've raised our hands. We, we've said some things to God out of our praise, out of our gratitude, out of our worship. That's, that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're created. First and greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. Someone say all. Loving God. Giving God everything. And I thank you for entertaining his presence. I believe God's spirit moved into this room and God was doing a work among us. That, that's the first part, loving God. It's also loving people. Because the scripture lets us know that the second commandment is, is just like it. It's love your neighbor as yourself. We, we must be a church that fulfills these two things. That we love God and we are a great church of worshipers. There should never be a Sunday that we gather here and, and you're not ready to worship God. That's what we're called to do, amen? But also we got to be a people that, that are loving, we love people. We, we are concerned about people who don't, do not know Jesus Christ. We're concerned about everybody that walks through those doors, that they're, they've got hurts, they've got habits, they've got hang-ups in their life. We, we must have a great love for people, Amen? And when they come to our church, we're going to love them. That's one thing this church is good at, is showing people the love of Jesus Christ. Give yourselves a hand clap, because you're good at that. Even in COVID, you, you can feel the genuine love of the people of God. But then our role is with these people is to disciple them and help them mature and grow in their walk with God. I believe that God has called Life Church to make an impact in Burlington, in this GTA area, in Ontario, and I believe even around the world, as we give to missions, as we send missionaries, as we take mission trips, and as we give our support to these missionaries, I believe God wants this church to impact our world. As I was preparing for our staff retreat a few weeks ago, I really felt that God spoke to me, and I... Just as an FYI, the senior staff have heard this because they got this preached to them a couple of Friday nights ago. So they have to endure hearing it twice. But I'm sure the second time, it, it's different, you know. Uh, but but I, I really felt, and I told my senior staff, and I'm telling you this, that, that God began to speak to me that if Life Church, who has the motto of loving God and loving people, for us to be the effective church that, that I believe God has called us to be. Here, here, here's a must that we must have at Life Church. We must have the supernatural power of God Almighty flowing in this place every single time we gather together. Amen? We must have God's Spirit at work at Life Church. There must be the necessity of fresh bread every single time we gather together. We, we can't come here and not have the Shekinah glory of his presence. We cannot come and gather together. I mean, we can, but it's wasting our time if we come and we don't have the presence of God at work among us. Amen? There are people in our community, and they have a lot of issues. And I'm not saying that we don't have issues as well, but we know who to go to with our issues, amen? 
The people in our community, they're dealing with this pandemic. They're dealing with mind issues. They don't know how this is going to end up. They don't know how it's going to transpire. And they say there's a lot of mental health issues going on right now in this area because of this COVID pandemic. People have fear. I've told you about that already. There are all kinds of things that are happening in people's minds and people's hearts. Every single time someone comes new through these doors, I'm telling you, there are some serious situations that they're dealing with. They're battling depressions. Some of them are battling suicide. You say, do you know that for sure? I know that for sure. Some of them are battling addictions. They don't know how to get out of it. They've got things and chains and weights in their life, and they don't know where to turn. And I want to let this church know that our good programs and our nice little cute Sunday service and our Sunday school and our youth and all the things we do, it's not going to cut it unless we have the power of Almighty God flowing through this room. We must have fresh bread to give them. We must have the power of God at work in our midst. It is a necessity that we have the presence of God working at Life Church. I pray that we will never become a church where people walk through our doors and they come with their questions. They come with their troubles. They come with their anxieties. They come with all the messes of life that life has brought their way. I pray that we will never be that church that they come looking for help. And they can't find it in a place that they should have help. There cannot be a shortage of fresh bread at Life Church. Our text today, the book of Ruth, what a great story that Ruth story is. But it starts out with a family. Elimelech is the dad, Naomi is the mom, their two sons, Malon and Chilion. They're living in Bethlehem. Someone say Bethlehem. You've heard of that place. Christmas is coming soon. The story takes place in Bethlehem. Now, many of you probably don't know this. Maybe you do. Do you know what Bethlehem means? But the senior staff does because I've told them. (laughs) Bethlehem means the house of bread. This family, Elimelech, Naomi, Chilean, and Malon, were living at the house or in the house of bread. But the sad truth is, they had to leave Bethlehem. They had to leave the house of bread. Why? Because the Bible says there was a famine in Bethlehem. There was a famine in the house of bread. It is not a good day when at the house of bread, the place there should be answers, the place there should be hope, the place there should be the presence of God that can meet you. It's not a good day if people come looking for answers and there's no longer answers in the place there should be answers because there's a famine in the house of bread. I believe it's God's supernatural plan 
that his church has the presence of God in it. I believe it's God's plan and purpose that when we get together in his presence that we would worship him and the presence of God would come down in this place and God would meet needs and God would answer prayers and God would heal bodies and God would do supernatural things. I believe that God can change lives when people get into his presence. Do you believe that, church? But here we are in Burlington November 1st, 2020. And I believe there's a lot of churches having church this morning. How how many of those churches are experiencing a spiritual famine? People are coming looking for answers, but they've got nothing to offer but dry, stale, maybe even moldy bread. There's nothing fresh about it. There's no fire, there's no freshness, there's no anointing. There's nothing that will give them life, that will sustain their life, that will give them hope for a brand new day. I believe that many churches in this world have failed this generation because they've run out of fresh bread. I'm telling you, people are looking They're searching, especially in this time with everything that's going on in our world, and they're looking for answers. They're looking for a peace that will pass understanding. They're they're, they're needing a God. If God is God at all, they're needing a God that will hear them, a God that will answer, a God that will come good on his word and will see a miracle take place in their life. But I'm telling you today, if they come through the doors of a church, and they can't find bread in the house of bread, they're going to turn somewhere else. They're going to go to the Moabs of this world. That means that every time we gather for service, Life Church, every time we walk through the doors, Life Church, that means it's our purpose and it's our goal that there must be fresh bread in the house because we cannot do it on our own. I can't do it with my strength and my power, and you can't do it with yours. We must have. Someone say must have. We must have the presence of God. We must have fresh bread from the ovens of heaven that would come and meet the needs of today's generation. Jesus, help us. John chapter 6 and verse 33, Jesus is speaking and he says, The true bread of God is the one who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. He was talking about himself. Verse 35, he says, Jesus replied, he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never, someone say never, Never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never, someone say never, never be thirsty. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. We don't have anything to offer in this place but Jesus. If you've come here today and you've got trouble, you've got struggles, you need answers, don't come to Pastor Steve, don't come to Pastor Jonathan, don't come to Sister Ruth. I want you to come to Jesus because he is the bread of life. He's the one that can give life. He's the one that can sustain life. He's the one that can quench the hunger of your thirsty soul. Hallelujah. There are times... 
I've thought, wouldn't it be good if Jesus was here? Have you ever thought that? Wouldn't you just like to have Jesus in bodily form come into the room and, you know, just take care of situations and pray for people and, you know, everything would be good, right? But Jesus is not here. He's not walking through the door right now in bodily form. But he has sent his spirit. Amen. Does anyone believe that? He has sent the power of his spirit to live in you, to flow through you, to minister through you so that people with needs, when they walk through the doors, Jesus is not here, but you're here and you've got his spirit and you can minister and you can touch them. Well, maybe not so much touch them too much right now, but you can pray for them and God can heal and God can set free because the power of the presence of God is here. If we don't have it, church, we're wasting our time. Why get up on a Sunday morning early? It doesn't make sense. We must have the supernatural power of God at work at Life Church. There is a necessity that we have fresh bread, that there's a fresh manna that is in this place every single time we gather. You know what? There's many churches, they're not pursuing the supernatural. They don't even believe in it anymore. They don't believe God can heal. They don't believe God can set free. They're, they're just, they're, they're there. I don't know what they're doing, but they're there. I'm challenging life, church, that we must pursue God's presence. We must pursue the presence of God. We must pursue the supernatural realm of God where God can flow, where God can touch, where God can minister. Amen? I don't believe that you can possess something unless you pursue it. It's not just going to happen. And I believe God's moving, and I, I know God's done a lot of great things here. But I don't want it to ever get so that it's okay for us to get together and do church without his presence. I don't want it to get to the point where we have church, we have services, and if God shows up, great. And if he's not here, well, no one's really going to notice because it's not really much happening anyhow. That's not my desire. I believe that if we're going to do that, we're just another meeting, another gathering. We're a country club. I'm not looking for leading any country club. I am looking that God would show up in this place, that we would be a place that people that walk through these doors, they feel God, they have God touch them, they have God minister to them, and God changes their life. I believe that the supernatural power of God will stop if we no longer pursue it. I'm encouraging us today, Life Church. We got to go after this. We, we've got to pursue the presence of God. We've got to pursue God in a greater way because I believe that God's got some things for us in our future, in the next month or two or six months that God wants to do. If we would only pursue Him and say, God, we must have a freshness. We must have an anointing. We must have the almighty power of God working in our midst. King David at Zigleg, the Bible says that he lost everything. Someone say he lost everything. The city was burned. His family was taken. And David arrives at Zigleg and there's nothing left. So what does David do? David goes to God in prayer and says, God, shall I pursue? Here's what God responds. God says, 
pursue, and you will recover all. For David to recover what he lost, the little caveat, the little condition of recovering was he had to pursue it. He had to go after it. If he did nothing, he probably wouldn't have recovered anything. But the word of God says God spoke to David and said, if you're going to pursue, you're going to recover it all. There was a condition there. I'm wondering today what we're pursuing at Life Church. What are you pursuing? Is everything all about your career? Your bank account? Your stuff? At Life Church, is it all about just having a good song and seeing our friends and going through the motions and hopefully getting a good sermon? Or is our pursuit for God? Is our pursuit for the presence of God. God, I, I don't want to just come here and go through any motions, but God, I pursue the manifest presence of Almighty God, that God, you would show up in this place, that you would minister in this place. God, we must have your presence. We must have the supernatural at work at Life Church. Is that your desire, church? Let's clap our hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. This kingdom of God is a supernatural kingdom. And I believe today that it must be pursued. If we don't pursue it, we won't have the supernatural at work. But I believe if we would just decide that we're going to pursue it, we will see God show up in ways we've not seen God show up in a while. You know what? If you want to get gold or you want to find diamonds, you don't just find them laying on top of the ground. you got to pursue it. you got to dig for it. It's going to take some effort. It's going to take some time to pursue those things. And when it comes to the supernatural presence of God, I don't believe we're going to possess it to the way God wants this church to possess it unless we go after it. David, King David, we just mentioned him in Ziglag. He had a passion for the presence of God. David was known for his desire for the pre- he wasn't a perfect man. He wasn't just 100% godly all the time. We know that story. But he had a passion. He had a desire. He had a longing for the presence of God. And he went after it. When he got into his time of worship, he went after the presence of God. Look at Psalm 63. A few verses of David pursuing God. Here, here's what David says. He says, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh, it longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. When things are going crazy on the outside in 2020, there there should be something that rises up in our spirit like King David and says, I I thirst for you, God. I I long for you, God. God, I I know it's dry and thirsty around me, but God, I'm hungering. I'm desiring the presence of Almighty God. He went on to say in verse 2, he says, I have looked for you in the sanctuary. Have you come looking for him today? Or have you come to see your friend? 
I've looked for him in the sanctuary. God, I want to see your power. I want to see your glory because your loving kindness is better than life. My lips is going to praise you. I'm going to bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. Hallelujah. That's David pursuing God. He says, God, I'm not satisfied with the dryness and the barrenness of this land. I'm not satisfied with what's going on in our culture. But God, I'm going after you. God, I've got a hunger for you. God, I've got a thirst for you, God. I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to give you glory. I'm going to lift up my hands in your name. I'm going to pursue you in the sanctuary, God. We need to see your power. We need to see your glory. Hallelujah. Every single time we gather on a Sunday... We must have every single one of us as the people of God setting the atmosphere in this place. It's not just the music team. It's not just the pastor. It's not just a few key leaders that that makes it or breaks it on a Sunday. I'm putting it on all of us right now. It's up to us to set the atmosphere. It's us, up to us to create the, the, the atmosphere where the presence of God, that the, the fresh manna would fall and God would minister in a powerful way. Every time we gather together, it's, it's up to each of us to go after the presence of God, to reach for it, to seek Him, to call, to call on His name through our worship and through our praise that God would come and God would minister. God, help us to be more passionate for you. God, help us to be more passionate for your presence. Hallelujah. This church is a spiritual entity. This church is a spiritual force. And according to God's word, I I read in the word of God that there should be spiritual activity taking place in an apostolic church. Amen? According to the word of God, It says that there should be spiritual activity taking place in his church. I'm not talking about in this building, and I pray it happens in this building. But what I'm talking about is the church of living God that's sitting in these pews, that's watching online at your home, that's sitting upstairs in the chairs. That's the church I'm talking about. There should be spiritual activity taking place in your life, in my life, in our life. And I believe if the Spirit of God would flow through us, if we would be the spiritual beings that God's called us to be, then God could minister to people when they walk through our doors. Amen? Paul told the church at Corinth, he he talked about the gifts of the Spirit that should be operating in his church. We don't talk about that all the time, but perhaps we should talk about it more. I'm going to read a few verses right now. These are the nine gifts of the Spirit that should be in operation in an apostolic church. 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 8 says, For to one is given the word of wisdom. When's the last time God gave you a word of wisdom to give to somebody? I know it's happened, but we need to pursue it. God, who needs a word today? I I can't come so depleted that when when it's time for church, I need to get pumped up and I need to get lit on fire. And God, you need to do... No, No, we need to come to church ready, full of God's Spirit, So that when God speaks, we can hear his voice and I can speak a word of faith or a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge to someone and God can minister in their situation. To another, the word of knowledge, but through the same spirit. 
to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit. You mean to say, Pastor, that you expect me to, to pray for someone and someone to get healed? Yes, I expect that. We're the church of the living God. God's Spirit is alive, and God wants to flow through you and you and you and you and you. It says, to another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, different kinds of tongues, to another, the interpretation of tongues. I thank God we've had this happening from time to time at Life Church. A few weeks ago, we were talking about this at our staff retreat. I said, when was the last time we had a tongues and interpretation at Life Church? Well, they reminded me a few weeks ago what happened. But that, it's kind of it's an anomaly on our calendar. It's not, it's not the norm. I'm not saying we go crazy and we get out of hand. And, you know, there's, there's Bible has talks a lot about being in, decent and in order. I'm not talking chaos. I'm not talking disorder. I'm talking about God flowing at Life Church. Amen? I, I believe and I'm hungry and I'm desiring that we need to have this. We need to pursue this. We must see if we're a spiritual being, if God has filled us with his spirit, he's given us gifts and God, those gifts should be in operation at Life Church. If we're not careful, we'll become okay when it doesn't happen. If we're not careful, weeks can go by, and we're, we're okay with, we had a great service. I got to see my friends. Yes, we prayed. Yes, we patty cake for Jesus a little bit, and, and I'm not putting it down. Your patty caking is good and important. I'm not putting it down. I'm just saying, we, we got to be careful that we don't say, okay, we just had another great service. But God had so much more that he wanted to do through his people. We cannot become content just going through some motions. We can't trade the supernatural for some form or some ritual that we get in our apostolic churches. We like rituals. I'm a ritualistic kind of guy. Routine. Don't like things blowing up in my face. Some of you do. I know that's your personality. That's not my personality. I like, I like the routine. But we got to be careful in an apostolic church that we get comfortable with the two songs, the prayer and the announcements, two more songs, the sweet little message, a little time at the altar, and we're on our way. I want to declare right now that we must have the unexplainable. We must have the supernatural. We must have the genuine power of Almighty God at work in our midst. And if we don't have it, we might as well put a lock on the door and sell the building. We must have it, church. There's a necessity that we have the presence of God working in our midst. And I'm not saying God's not doing something. God's doing something. I'm just, I'm just, I felt this, that for us to become what God wants us to be as a church, we must pursue this thing like never before. We cannot get used to not having a move of the Holy Ghost. The Acts Church had it. They, they had God showing up wherever they went, and we must have it too. We need it as well. God's church is a spiritual being, and we must have God moving. There must be something that's taking place every single time we get together. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Do you have a hunger for this church? Is, is there a hunger and is there a thirst for righteousness and the presence of God and the move of God at Life Church? If we hunger for it, I believe God's going to do it. I believe God's going to show up in a powerful way. In Jesus' name. 
if people head to the house of bread and there's no bread, they will go other places. People will die if we don't have fresh bread. People will die if we don't have fresh bread. Elimelech, Naomi, Malon, and Chilion left the house of bread. They left Bethlehem from Moab because there was no bread. Moab in the word of God is always a type of the world. Might look good from a distance. There's appeals of Moab because there's pleasures in Moab that are attractive. Many have left the house of God and have headed to Moab or to the world and they had good intentions of getting back to the house of bread at one point. I'm sure that Elimelech and that family had no intentions of anyone dying down in Moab. But if there's not fresh bread in the house of bread, people will die. Elimelech, Malon, and Chilion never made it back to Bethlehem. I want to let this church know that if we don't have fresh bread, if we don't have the presence of God at work, if we don't have the power of God working, the casualties are real. There will be people that could spend eternity without God if we're not serious about this and seeking the face of God and saying, God, we must have a fresh touch today. I thank you that come early to pray. I, I, I encourage that. I know that everybody can't do that, but I encourage that. I, I, I thank you that spend some time in prayer each week for Life Church, for the services on Sunday. Because really, we're all in. It's not just me, it's not just senior staff, it's not just key leaders, but all of us. It's our responsibility that we are in prayer and we're beseeching the face of God and saying, God, we can only do this thing if we have fresh bread. I mentioned this already because I kind of jumped around a little bit, but you can't wait till you get to church to get bread for yourself. Amen? It's not going to work if you're, you're, you're needing to get your time with God when you get to the house of God. I'm encouraging you, church, you've got to find that time alone with God yourself. There's got to be a prayer time. There's got to be that personal time. There's got to be time in His Word. There must be you spending time in His presence because we can only hear from God that we can, God can flow through us if we spend time in His presence. We've got to be listening to God. Job chapter 23 and verse 12, Job says, I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Brother Robert, Job 23 and 12. I want them to see that verse. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Job says, I treasure hearing from God. I treasure my time with God more than food itself. 
And we all need food to live. But he says, I've got a passion to hear from God. I've got a passion to hear a word from God. We need to hear from God before we arrive at Life Church so that God can maybe flow through us today, that God could flow through me and God could touch someone else. I feel like we must ask God right now to increase our spiritual hunger for Him. Desire Him that it becomes something that drives us like Job says, I must have a touch from you. I must have you speaking to me more than anything else itself, God. I need you. There must be fresh fire. There must be fresh wind. There must be fresh power that flows in our lives each week. Fresh bread. I love fresh bread. Oh, it's a crusty Italian loaf. Wow, it's so soft on the inside. Mmm. Mmm. Just need some butter. Fresh bread. We so desperately need fresh bread from heaven. So that when God speaks on a Sunday, that we're listening to his voice. What are you listening to? Are you spending all your time on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and whatever else is out there? I don't know. I'm a Facebook guy. The rest of it I care less about. But I know there's a lot of... What are you listening to? Are you coming to church with no fresh bread? Perhaps God wants to use you this Sunday to speak to someone. Perhaps God wants to be you to have fresh bread that you can take and you can speak a word to someone else at the service. And you can say, this is what God's speaking to you. God told me to tell this to you. And you can minister to someone in this room because you've received fresh bread and you can speak a word into someone's life. I believe there's a necessity that we have the presence of God flowing in our midst. And I pray you desire it. Desire is truly revealed by our actions. It's your actions that reveal your desire. I mentioned earlier in the service that we're going to have three days of prayer and fasting at Life Church. Our senior staff have known about this since a week ago Friday, November 2nd through 4th. And this is a time I'm setting aside. I'm calling a fast for Life Church because I believe we need to go after the presence of God. We must hunger for. We must desire. We must seek after. We must say, God, we must have you, God, in this place, in our lives. God, we must have you flowing at church on Sunday. We must see the supernatural at work, God, in our midst. We must see lives changed and lives transformed by your presence and by your power. God, we're taking this time to call on your name. We're taking this time to listen to your voice. God, we hunger for the supernatural in our midst. Is that your desire, church? Let's clap our hands to the Lord. 
There's a verse I want to read for you in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 17. This is the angel speaking to the, 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 the word of God is speaking to the angel of the church at Pergamos. Revelation chapter 2 and 17 says, Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit. Someone say, listen to the Spirit. This church is being encouraged to open up their ears and listen to the voice of the Spirit. Understand what the Spirit is saying to the church. To everyone who is victorious, I will give some manna. To everyone who is victorious, I'll give some manna, some fresh manna, some fresh bread that has been hidden away in heaven. I want to receive that fresh manna. I I pray that you have the desire to receive the manna that's hidden in heaven. I'm encouraging you, Life Church, we must be in tune with His Spirit. I'm encouraging there, there must be a renewed hunger and a renewed thirst for the supernatural. I believe that if we will have it at Life Church, when people come into our building, we can connect them to the bread of life. I, I believe that when we make that connection, John chapter 6 and 35, I've already read it, but Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never thirst. He who believes in me shall never thirst. Hunger first, thirst second. He will meet the needs of their soul. He will have answers to their questions. I believe that God will have peace for the troubled hearts. He will bring a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. There will be a power. There will be an anointing that God can heal, that God can set free, that God can do miracles. I believe it. I believe it. God wants to do something right now in this place. I'm inviting you to stand, and I'm inviting you to just begin to talk to God. Close your eyes. The music's going to return here. But I believe that God wants to show up in a supernatural way at the conclusion of this message. I believe that God wants to do a miracle in someone's life. God wants to set someone free. God wants to do something supernatural for someone today. I believe there's someone here, you're battling with fear. God wants to set you free from that fear. I believe there might be others here today that you've got some anxiety going on. God wants to set you free from your anxiety right now. There might be someone here that needs a healing in their body. The power of Almighty God is here. We've presented to you that God is the bread of life. That Jesus said, I've come and I'm going to satisfy the hunger. I'm going to quench the thirst of your hungry soul. Church, begin to pray right now. Begin to talk to God right now. God wants to minister right now. Begin to let God know how much you need Him. Begin to call on His name and say, God, we must have Your presence. We must have Your anointing. We must have Your touch. We must have Your power in our midst. God, we hunger for it. We pursue it. We go after it, God. God, if you want to speak through me, speak through me. If you want to flow through me, flow through me, God. I want to be the vessel. I want to be the conduit, God, that you can flow today.
Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now, before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.